Welcome to Through the Mirror. My name is Aaron. Join me along with Miranda and Zach as we take a long, hard look at what we believe as individuals and try to come to a mutual understanding about love, faith, politics, social justice, and so much more. My hope is that as you listen, you keep an open mind to the opinions of the hosts and guests and try to understand your world through a new paradigm. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Through the Mirror. Sorry it's been such a long time, but we're back and we're ready to give you guys a lot of great episodes. This week we're talking about gender identity and what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, and how that's played out in our society. This was a really great conversation and we've been playing around with the format. So we have Zach separately and Miranda separately. But it was still such a great conversation and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Thanks for listening. Zach, I missed you. I missed doing this podcast with you, man. I missed you. <laughs> so Miranda's not I missed not the way here. you hold me. <laughs> <laughs> Through the airwaves. Um, so Miranda's not here. We're uh, we're trying like a new type of um, format, uh, you know, just kind of playing around with it. Um, we'll hear from Miranda in about half an hour. But uh, Zach, what we're what what we're we talking about today? Do you do you remember? We're talking about gender norms and what makes us the gender that we perceive ourselves as. Right. So you're you're pretty cisgendered, right? Last I checked, yeah. Yeah. When's the last time you checked, though? Because it got uh, about ten ten minutes ago. All right, you should check again because that could change. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm cisgendered as well. Um, so we're two white cisgendered males talking about gender. This should go yeah, so well. Talk about this, absolutely. Yeah, just the perfect people. I, I guess like what one of the big things that when I when I think about uh, gendered is like how do you really know the the gender like how do you know that you're a guy could could, you could be a female I don't know I just I don't I don't understand how um, men and women that are born a certain gender feel a certain type of way I guess a lot of it has to do with like society society tells you and has told you and everybody since the dawn of time you have this between your legs that means you're this period full stop right that's not true i mean uh, one of my best friends chloe is transgender and i met her when she was still uh i don't want to dead name her but she she had a different name she was a different person completely and now I've known her as Chloe longer than I knew her as her former self. Right. It, to me, it's, it's, it's strange. I'm not going to sit here in front and, and, and balk at it. It's, it's, it's cause I don't understand it, I guess, because I've never had to deal with it. Right. I've I don't think, I don't think it's something that I don't think that I am, you know? Yeah. I don't think it's strange. I just think it's just foreign to us because we've never had, like you said, we've never had to com- com- experience that type of life. And society has told me, my parents have told me, my sisters have told me, 
my genitals tell me personally that I am a male <laughs> and I identify as being a male. Not because I don't want any of the hardships to come with being transgender or you know, claiming to be or believing that I am something else. I'm to me, I guess I'm just content being a guy. Yeah. I, I think for me, um I I may be on the spectrum of like having because I'm not really a man's man. Um, you know, I don't have a deep voice, there's no hair in my chest or my butt. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> my wife has more hair in her ass than I do. So. <laughs> She's gonna can, love to hear that. And leave that in here. She knows it. <laughs> I would make the Wookiee sound, but she's asleep and I know it would wake her up. Um, <laughs> um, shit. I'm just taking of hair on your wife's ass right now. Oh, dude, it's, it's, I mean, you could braid it. If I got, if I had a, you know, a pint of whiskey and half of mine, I could cornrow her ass. <laughs> Man, that's just thick. the worst image in my head right that's now. That's why she goes through so much shampoo as she does, is because she's got to wash her hair here. <laughs> Dude, you need to stop before she hears this. It just like knocks you the fuck out. No, I I love my wife, and she she knows it. She, <laughs> it's all in jest. Oh man, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Yeah, I am. You know, I am not a man's man. You know, I know how to change the oil on my car. I can change a tire or flat. You know, and. Uh, I've had various, um, I can do various manly tasks, but when it comes to um, how I really perceive myself, I do have a lot of feminine traits. So uh, maybe I am on the spectrum of, of being like, uh, you know, not fully quote unquote cisgendered. Um, right. I don't really know what that means for me. I, but... I think the whole concept of a man's man is such an archaic way of thinking about how a man should be like uh, uh, everyone everyone scoffed at like the do you remember the Gillette commercial that came out where they were trying to redefine how men are and you know the guy sees the pretty girl and he's walking towards her like oh I'm gonna go grab her ass and his homie's like nah fam you need to wait he right. holds him back and everyone everyone just boys will be that boys. commercial apart yeah that was such a shitty thing like to and it, it kind of put men quote unquote under this blanket of you know, we're all pigs, we're all chauvinistic, and, you know, we're trying to change that. And now, to play devil's advocate at the same time, Gillette has always been catered to, you know, the best a man can get. You know, right. that was their entire slogan. And the world that we live in and how our culture is moving forward and changing and evolving, it's moving away from that man's man thing. Like, you have to be the hairy chest, deep voice, bravado, you know, covered in grease with some muscles and you have to know how to cut timber and blah, blah, blah. No, that's, it's it, men are, are different. You're just as much of a man as I am. If you identify as a man, right? It's simple as that. You know, you don't have to know all these quote unquote manly things. My wife can change oil, right? She doesn't have to. Because we pay somebody to do it for us. <laughs> it's, it's not a, I don't care who does it as long as my car works whenever I turn the key. That's all I give a shit about. Right. <laughs> so I, I think that that's – I'm not going to say it's a toxic way of thinking, but it's an old way of thinking. Right. And it's something that people need to kind of move away from. 
Right. You know, like men can go out and walk the dogs. Men can. I and he's been making the rounds on the internet. He's a married man with kids, and he wears mini skirts and high heels. And he, I saw that fucking slays it. Oh my god, I, Austin. Yeah, he, our mutual friend Austin is a man, mm-hmm. and he, this dude, puts on makeup better than anybody I've ever seen in my dude life. Dude is so fucking talented. He is oh disgustingly talented. Like I cannot get over it. I want to make a TikTok yeah. just so that I can follow him and watch his like I was uh, I was completely obsessed with his Halloween things because they yeah. were killer. Like literally killers. Like and when <laughs> he does like his his drag makeup and he gets in like full he looks like a woman. And yeah. I, I, I I wouldn't want to fight him because at the same time He's a man. He's a man who knows what he's good at and he's capable at doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just that there's there's different types of men. I I I I don't think that there's a spectrum for manliness per se. There are definitely mm. masculine traits and feminine traits per what society says. But right. is is the ability to clean a house a feminine trait or a human trait? Hell no. You know, no, that's is... a human trait. I just clean my <laughs> my entire apartment from head to toe. I even put my I washed my laundry and put it in the put it away in the same fucking day. Is, I was is, very proud of that. Is being able to decorate um, your home with Christmas lights a feminine trait or a human trait? Because yeah. I, I I decorated the house. Megan put up the tree, but I put up the little decor around our uh, my mantle where my uh, the H from our wedding day is wrapped in Christmas mm-hmm. lights and has a little Santa hat on it. And it's got little bells and bobs and stuff. And I did that. It's very cute. You know, I, I, I put that together. Does that make it girly? No. I like those little ceramic villages. Is that feminine? No. I like those little ceramic <laughs> Christmas villages. It's a, if, if I oh. had some of them, they'd be a huge hobby of mine around Christmas time. One of the things that, um, that just, just, just popped into my head, um, was, um, painting nails. I wouldn't, I would love to get to a place to where I was confident enough to paint my nails like, uh, like different colors, you know. Um, but I, like, I think that that's some sort of um, that comes back to like my own uh, my own insecurity as a male. Like, they're going somebody's going to point fun at me and say, "What you you what are you gay or or what are you a woman and uh, in, stuff in like that." No, I just like I, doing that. I think the manly thing to do about that is just to own it. If you want to paint your nails, dude, go for it. I don't care what a person does to or with their body. As long as you bathe it and pay your taxes, I could give a <laughs> shit. And, and I say that as, as a joke, but I mean, I'm serious. Like people, yeah, a person should be able to do whatever they want to do. If they're comfortable in their own skin and what they consider their norm, do it. You know, uh, get after it. Whatever it is you want to do, as long as you're not hurting other people or yourself, I support it. Right. You're, yeah, you're, um, that's one of those- one thing I was going to say too, like when I think of like um, uh, a manly trait that is not necessarily manly, but just a good trait that a man can have is being very um, loyal and defensive of his fans and friends and family. Like a woman can do that as well, but there's just cer- a certain type of weight that comes to a man, like saying what, like, you know, like the protector almost. Right. And, and you do that, that well. That can that can also be an archaic thing. Like uh, me and Megan talked about, uh, like my jealousy of her a few days ago. Which I mean, I, I'm mm. not. I'm I'm not a very jealous person. I tell her all the time if I ever caught her like sleeping around on me that they would both be dead. 
Um, but I, and I say uh. it as a joke. I, I totally say it as a joke. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think I would ever carry anything to that level of an extreme. But there is a, uh, I guess because it's my family. She's my wife. That's my daughter. This is my dog. This is my home. It's my duty as the owner of these things and the provider with these things, not that I own my wife. That's not what I was getting at. Yeah. yeah, I got you. As a person who's committed to these things to protect them and maintain them as much as I can, you know, that that's just a duty as a person. Megan feels the same way. It's her duty to protect me. If the situation calls for it, Mm -hmm. I don't, it's not a manly thing. That's just a, that's another human trait, but what makes, I, I guess what makes a person, their gender is how they feel about themselves when they look in the mirror, you know, Mm -hmm. do, do you feel when you look at yourself, like I'm Aaron with an E now, you know, (laughs) I I, 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 I don't know how that's how it works, you know, (laughs) like, and if Uh, if you were trans and you decided to change your name, you got a real easy way to do it. (laughs) I know. That's what I was thinking about today. I was, as I was thinking about the podcast, I was like, you know what? If I decided to be a girl, all I, I could, I'd still be Aaron. It would just be spelled with an E. Yep. <laughs> uh, with me, like what, what determines my gender is, I guess people have just told me, and I've never gravitated towards wanting to be a different gender. You know, I've never been uh, interested in wearing like dresses or makeup or doing my nails or I mean I maintain my hair I grow a beard I maintain my my look as much as I can I take care of myself I'm overweight but that's you know because the holidays uh, I, I've, I've never felt the need to I guess associate personally with those more feminine things that our culture says are feminine mm-hmm. um and and I'm 30 now, so I'm I'm past the point of like playing with toys. My toys now are you know game consoles and TVs and you know home decor like a Christmas tree that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> Those are my toys. Now, when you said toys, like I didn't, I I, I was definitely not thinking of uh, like uh, Matchbox cars. <laughs> no, you were definitely thinking of Barbie. I know you. Nope, not thinking of Barbie either. <laughs> Gross. You're gross. <laughs> You're a bad American. <laughs> Very sexual being. What can I say? <laughs> so what 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 about what makes you tell you that you're you and not somebody or something else? How do you know that you're a guy at the end of the day? Or do you question yourself because you have these what you determine as feminine traits? Well, I don't think that I would question myself as, as a guy. Um, I just think, well, what, what really, I feel like what really makes me comfortable, um, you know, as a man, like I just, I've never, I guess I've just never thought about what it would look like for me to be a woman or I've never had like, I guess like the consensus is in the transgender community is like, you know, you've always known, like, you know, there's something amiss, something's wrong with your body. And I just have never felt like there was anything wrong with my body. Like, you know, things are the way that they're supposed to be with me. Right. So I'm, I'm very comfortable in that. Um, now when it comes to like uh, what it means to be a man, that's, I feel like, you know what we've been talking about is it's actually very convoluted you know um i do maybe i do have a very archaic way of looking at uh, gender norms and stuff like that but 
um, I, I do blame society for that. I don't blame myself because, you know, my dad was a very good example of, uh, you know, you know, uh, he would do uh, housework. He would cook. He would clean. You know, he would do chores and stuff like that. Um, he would take care of us kids, change our diapers and stuff like that. Like, it was never like, that's a woman's job, you know. I don't think that there was that was even really discussed in our household. It was just you're a part of it and you you carry you do you pull your own weight. Right. Basically. And, and we have those same norms in our home. There are certain things that my wife expects of me. There are certain things that I expect of her. It's it's a it's a fair trade. One of my main tasks around the home is the garbage. Because, I mean, I, I, I leave for work before she does, only about 10, 15 minutes, most days. And trash pickup is on Fridays. Most of the time, not every time, but most of the time I collect the trash, take it out to the bin, take the bin to the side of the road, and then I bring the can back, you know, Friday okay. afternoon or Saturday morning, whenever the, the, the mood strikes me to go outside. Oh, shit, I got to bring the trash can back. There are times, though, whenever if the trash is full, we're not going to sit there and push it down. And if, if I'm not here, she's home. She'll take the garbage out. But, like, if it comes to, like, hanging curtains or, like, moving heavy furniture, moving heavy things, she can't. And it's not for lack of trying. She's just not strong enough. So right. when it comes to moving the refrigerator that we just bought, it was on me because it's mm-hmm. easier for me to do it. No, I don't want to move the fridge by myself, but I know that if I have her help me, it's gonna she's might hurt herself she might drop it she because she just can't carry it you know i've literally thrown from the ground thrown a washing machine up my stairs onto my patio from the ground four or five steps it scared my dad and he's like you know what i'm gonna go the fuck home (laughs) (laughs) that kind of angry hulk anger um right and like the, around the house, like you mentioned, changing diapers, that's not a, a mom's job. And Megan does the vast majority of taking care of Abigail, mostly because Abby is always up her ass. <laughs> She's always <laughs> her other mother. Um, we do the trade off, like it's your turn to change the diaper. Like, I don't want to, I'm in the middle of this game. And then she'll just get mad and get up and go change the diaper. But, you know, if I, if I catch a shitty diaper, like, hey, it is what it is. I'll take the L. I'm going to wipe my kid's ass because <laughs> it's my job. You know? <laughs> it's my job. It's a parent. Um, right. But – and she's she is better at maintaining, like, the household chores. She's really good at cleaning up the house and straightening things up and keeping them orderly. Uh, Megan also handles the vast majority of the finances, making sure bills get paid on time. I'm capable of doing it, but I don't have the desire to sit there and – crunch all these numbers all the time i'd rather her bitch at me for spending a few bucks at the gas station than to have to deal with how much is in the <laughs> bank at the time of swiping the card it's it's like a division of labor but it's not right it's her job because she's a woman it's her job because she's better at it um the one of the other things i wanted to to kind of get your opinion on is the whole and we touched on it a little bit the, the toxic masculinity um, in in your eyes, what does that look like? I, a, a lot of that, like old way of thinking. Like, um, I'm sure you've been on YouTube lately, uh, and I'm sure you've seen that guy, Corpse Husband, that's been blowing up everywhere. Are you familiar? With I have that? not. No. Oh man, when you get a chance, look up Corpse Husband, listen to some of his music, and listen to this guy's just voice. Oh, it's like the God. And the devil had a baby, and it has this just deep, 
sultry bass. Oh, it's amazing. His voice is fantastic. Mm. Um, okay. <clears throat> so he sounds like you then. No, oh no, no. <laughs> you sound like I'm like prepubescent. <laughs> I'm telling you. He's like bare white on that like hydroxyl chlora whatever this stuff Dang. Is super deep like it is yeah yeah there. like the opposite of hel- helium yeah that i can't remember what the what the chemical is but yeah it's the opposite of helium anyway he is he hasn't done a face reveal on youtube because he's blowing up he's very popular right now but from what we can see of him he's a skinny guy very deep voice painted fingernails uh and that toxic side of masculinity sees that as like, Oh, this dude's gay. Like he's gotta be gay. Why is he painting his nails? Some skinny dude on YouTube making music about e-girls and cat girls and blah, blah, blah. He's definitely fairy or feminine. Like that's that toxic side of things. Looking at something Mm -hmm. at face value and associating it with something negative immediately, instead of looking at it for what it actually is, is a person expressing themselves, how they see fit living their life happily, whether you're happy with it or not. You know, um, uh, I want to interject there too, real sure. quick. Something that that came to mind was the whole like the painting of the nails being skinny or whatever, uh, and someone calls you gay. What they're really saying is you're effeminate, and it means that you are like a woman, and so therefore you are less than. And I think that is a big component to um, toxic masculinity. And being a man doesn't mean doing these manly things being a man is getting up putting on your shoes putting on your pants going to work taking responsibility for your actions taking responsibility for yourself your home your life i mean and doing things the right way that society would have you do not going super against the grain definitely be an outlier in the things that you do but i mean just being a person being a human being a good person I mean, is what it means mm-hmm. to be a man, to be a woman, to be an adult. Uh, the, but the toxic side of things, and it's still very prominent in, in culture and society as a whole, is yeah. uh, even my father. Like, uh, I, I, I don't care <laughs> if I live up to my dad's standards because my dad wasn't around for my entire upbringing. I was raised by a single mom and three older sisters. And mm-hmm. I would say that I'm a fairly manly guy. I'm very sensitive to a lot of issues to women and, you know, mm-hmm. my family because, I mean, I, I grew up with it and I didn't have Yeah, you that... lived in the estrogen ocean. Yes. <laughs> I didn't have that that strong male uh, figure in my life. And when I did, they were they were lacking in a lot of regards. Uh, I've, I've touched on it in the past. We won't we won't revisit those uh, episodes, but. I, uh, that, that toxic side of it. And it is like the Gillette commercial, like those, and they, they show it, they show it blatantly mm-hmm. and against their own advertisement. Like this is, this is the side that we don't want to see it is the chauvinistic. I'm better than you. And I deserve this because I'm a man has mm-hmm. nothing to do with your, your deservedness. You, you deserve nothing more than me that you didn't earn. Like it that that's that's the toxic stuff that that nobody wants to associate with, but it's it's very prevalent. Right. Um. <clears throat> I have uh. I have really come to the 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 realization that I have like, um. I I feel I feel like I'm very um. 
I consider myself a feminist. I consider myself, uh, you know, somewhat of an act activist for Black Lives Matter when I can be when it's um, when it's pertinent. Um, I consider myself to be, uh, you know, a pretty um, general, like putting others before myself uh, type of guy. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, I also have a lot of things that I need to work through it on it, like internally, the way that I view myself, the way that I view uh, masculinity, the way that I view um, what it means to be a man. Um, and, you know, that's, that's part of, uh, just part of growing. I think that, um, you know, like just, there are, there are certain things especially internally that I think about myself that, you know, I'm not comfortable with, and maybe that is uh, archaic and, and that maybe that is toxic. Um, but I don't show it outwardly as much as um, I do. It's just more of like a self-esteem thing. Right. I get that. And, and I, I think everybody struggles with those emotions and those conflicts in themselves because the world is changing and you have to change with it or you'll be left behind or be deemed an outcast. Right. When everyone mm -hmm. else around you is the same and you're different, are you the norm? You know, or are they the norm? Do you need to conform to what they have? Yeah. I think people should just be receptive to new ideas, new characteristics and new traits of people instead of mm -hmm. holding everyone to the same standard because people aren't the same. We're all unique. We're all human. Yes. We all bleed red. But when you look at somebody and you see a guy, but they identify as a female, I mean, is, is it even any of your business at the end right. of the day? You know? I've always said that um, I don't really care what's be what's between someone's legs unless I'm planning on doing something with what's between their legs. Right. And I'm not going to sit there and look at it in the bathroom like, hey, nice cock, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> that. like <laughs> thanks. You want to shake it? Like, you want to hold his hand? Like, how does, like, that's another thing. me, bro. That toxic side of men, like they're all afraid, like, oh, that gay guy's gonna fuck me. No, he's not. He has no interest in you. Like, just because yeah, you're not even that attractive, bro. Just because a guy is gay doesn't mean that they're instantly into you. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can see, I can see the attractive qualities of a man and compliment him. Doesn't mean that I want to suck mm -hmm. a dick. Like, I, no, yeah, I, I could, I can see people as, oh, that guy's got a nice jawline. He's got a nice figure. My one of my bosses. uh his name is Wallace. He is a very handsome guy. He's got a great mm -hmm. smile. He's got nice eyes. And he's got a nice T figure. The man goes to the gym. He takes care of himself. He's got a beautiful wife and family. And I compliment him. And I know that it makes him feel good. And it's not anything right. delicious. It's not anything gay. I don't want to I don't want to sleep with him. I just, hey Wallace, you know what, man? You look good today. You've got a great smile. And I tell my customers when he comes out to a job site with me, like, hey, he's going to come out here. He's got this real deep voice. He's a nice looking guy. You'll really like Wallace. And I set this, this precedent for them. Like, this guy's going to come out. He's going to be a handsome guy. And he is. And they see him like, oh, mm -hmm. he didn't lie to me. And it, right. it's nice to, to be able to do that. And I don't care. I don't care what people think, what I say about another person. Like, if I think a person looks mm -hmm. good, I should be able to tell them. It, it shouldn't right. be it shouldn't be abnormal for me to see a person and compliment their attractiveness and say, Hey, you know, I appreciate what you're doing with your body, with your clothing, with your shoes, with your car, you, with your you put forth an effort and that yeah. effort should be recognized. Exactly. I would want the same thing for myself. If I've put out an effort and I actually get like, you know, to the nines when I go out 
and somebody says, Hey man, looking sharp. Hey, I'll take it. Nobody says looking sharp anymore, but you, you get the idea. <laughs> right. Yeah, it man, you look, you're, the, you're the bee's knees. It just shouldn't be seen as gay or feminine or, 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 or weird that a man can compliment another man. I think that's a manly thing to do. That's a very mature thing to do. That's a better, right. a better way to say it. it's a mature mm-hmm. mindset. Yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I, I have had my fair share of being hit on by, uh, by other dudes and complimented by other dudes. I've had my fair share of being complimented by women. And it, it does not matter who it comes from. It feels good. It feels <laughs> good. It's nice to be recognized, you know, that, and everybody yeah. wants that recognition. Should be able to I mean, it. I, I, I still think about the one time I went into a Starbucks and uh, this girl was like, hey, I really like your hair. It was, it was a bit longer then. And I was just like, I still, that was like, Eight years ago, yeah. I still think about that compliment. And you know, men will hold on to compliments for a very long time. Like you, you tell me yeah. I look good. You know, two years ago, I'm gonna remember. Hey, that you told me I look good that day. I appreciate it. I remember it. There's no, there's no intent behind it. I'm just holding on to that feeling, holding, chasing that yeah. high again until the next. Because yeah. it, it happens so rarely, just across mm-hmm. the board. Unless you have like an explicit interest in fucking someone compliments fall on deaf ears you compliment yeah. somebody all day long when you're trying to get in their pants because you know it's going to inflate their ego and they're going to let down those inhibitions and he's such a nice guy or she's such a beautiful girl whatever the case may be you're you're forwarding an agenda when you just mm-hmm. compassionately give a compliment for no mm-hmm. reason other than to make that person feel good it means something compliments mean something yeah and it really does. And it will make somebody's day guaranteed. If I want to, as we close out here, we're, we're about hitting the, the 30 minute mark. Um, if you're listening to this, uh, wherever you are, stop, look around, find somebody that you like something about their appearance when go up to them and say, Hey, I like this thing about you. I think that looks pretty cool. Find a guy and, with a beard and tell him, Hey yeah. man, that's an awesome beard, even if it's like and, the shittiest beard you've ever seen. Because guys, and watch with beards, that person light up. Watch that person with, light up. Take pride in their beards, no matter the mm-hmm. length, no matter the size. You know, I I can't grow the middle part of my mustache, but if somebody says, "Hey, man, you got a nice mustache," I know they're full of shit, but I'm gonna take that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Zach, you have a great mustache and a great beard. I have a terrible really like mustache it. and an okay beard. <laughs> <laughs> I know my mustache is awful. I know it is. <laughs> I'm trying to give you a goddamn compliment. Just take it. Okay, okay. I'll take the reverse <laughs> Hitler compliment on my mustache. <laughs> That's what it is, dude. It's a reverse Hitler. Oh, Lord. I can't with you, man. <laughs> All right. Well, that that's going to be our time. Um, up next, we got Miranda. Um, I'm going to have a conversation with her. Uh, I hope, uh, man, it was it's great talking to you again. I it really enjoyed nice. it. I I do wish Miranda was was here, but you know, conflicting schedules and holidays. Hopefully, we'll figure it out. Happy. We'll figure it out, and it's still going to be a great show. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it sorted. We'll be back to normal eventually. Season two season two (laughs) (laughs) all right man you have a good night take it easy
Did you get a chance to listen to uh, mine and Zach's conversation? I didn't get a chance to with all of the chaos. Uh, that, that's no problem. Yeah. Um, basically, what we were saying were like the, the conversation was around gender roles and like toxic mm-hmm. masculinity and, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. So um, what I wanted to do with you um, is kind of dive a little bit deeper into what your ge- your gender identity is mm-hmm. um because it, it it it's it's really unique to me because mm-hmm. uh i i know like you know identifying as a man or identifying as a woman and mm-hmm. but you're kind of in this in between thing so uh, yeah can you tell me a little bit more about that so the the umbrella term that I use is gender fluid, which means that there's a fluidity and it varies what my identity is. The more specific is gender fey, which means that I, I never feel masculine. So um, oftentimes I, I feel either feminine or just neutral, nothing. There's no specific gender um and when i was researching it trying to figure out what i was feeling i realized that i didn't have any dysphoria regarding being a woman it was just Mm -hmm. i have added euphoria of gender neutral stuff and one of the biggest misconceptions is that you have to have dysphoria in order to be trans or gender fluid not the case (laughs) Not okay. the case with me. I don't. I don't feel any dysphoria at all. It's all euphoria with regarding the added neutrality. So makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna poke and prod at that for a little bit. Okay. Um, what? Okay. So n- neutral. What is? Right. What does that mean exactly? Um, like my second set of pronouns is they, them. So like you would say, um, Miranda and I recorded part of the podcast tonight. They were talking about what it means to be gender fluid. Gotcha. What gender neutrality means to them. So it's, it's used all the time in things like, oh, this person left their phone here. I, you know, I wonder how I can get it back to them. You know, when you don't know, so it's just applying that to people you do know. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's, <laughs> yeah. I, uh... And it has been a word that's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Right. In, in regards to single form, not just plural. Right. Um. And basically it was a, I had the realization that, you know, when I sat there thinking that, oh, actually I, I get a lot of euphoria from feeling neutral and I wouldn't mind if people used they pronouns. I realized if I were cis, I don't think I would be having these thoughts. <laughs> like that's okay. just not, it's just not something that people who are cis, it even crosses their mind really. As far as I know, um, a lot of my friends who are cis have said, yeah, no, I never think about it. <laughs> mm. 
Just now I, I'm looking, I'm looking at, at, at myself when I'm hearing you talk about these, um, these things. And, and I was doing some self-reflection with Zach as well. Um, and I was kind of thinking like me, um, I've heard this before, but I didn't really, I didn't exactly, um, it didn't really click for me, mm-hmm. um, that gender is, is on a spectrum. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I'm sorry, but, and for me, like, you know, I've always just thought of myself as like, you know, completely cis, but, mm-hmm. you know, I may have some tendencies to lead towards um, more, more effeminate, but I don't know if that is my toxic masculinity speaking, or if that is me, like, kind of questioning my gender and and wanting to figure out exactly who I am exactly there yeah it can be that's another thing that a lot of people have to look at is the you know is this actually feeling feminine or is this well society tells me that these specific things are feminine traits or feminine activities right and um so there's definitely a lot of that having to look into it um, it's a learning process, <laughs> right? Like, like I said in my in my intro about how when I was a kid, like my future was spoken about in such a matter of fact cis hetero way that there was never any room to question. It was just, you know, you're a woman, and you know, when you marry your husband. <laughs> so it, that's why it took me twenty years to question my sexuality and then another decade to start figuring out my gender wow a full decade yes that's a that's a lot of processing right there total of 30 ish years yeah that's crazy now it's a lot of that's because of the internalized uh not only like internalized homophobia I had, but like internalized things about gender. I, I'd been supportive of others, but I always, I never thought to look in and question my own. Now, here's, here's a question that just popped into my mind. Whereas, you know, how you hear these people, these parents that are very supportive of their trans, transgendered um, uh. Quick note, transgender is is the word to use, not transgendered. That's an outdated, okay. outdated term. Okay, uh, my apologies. No um, worries. They're, 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 they're tr- transgender um, uh, sub, sub-10-year-old. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of controversy around that. So my question to you is, had had someone been a little bit more supportive and open-minded to that type of thinking, would you be, do you think that you would be uh, more on a, a, a quicker path to discovering who you are? Perhaps. I think <sighs> the only, the only way I can kind of find out is when I have kids and we raise them to be, there are lots of articles where, Oh, you know, it sounds scandalous that this person raised their child to be gender neutral. All that means would be, is that, you know, not putting gendered expectations on them. If, mm-hmm. 
if a boy wants to wear pink, he can wear pink. If he wants to have long hair, he can have long hair without it inherently being something that makes, you know, changes his sexuality. That way kids are more free to discover what gender means to them. And some continue the path of being gender neutral. Some are like, nah, I'm a dude or I'm a girl. It's fine. So I think if I had had something like that, it would have given me more of an opportunity to explore. But I know for a fact that my mother being who she is, that would have never been the case. And I'm actually glad I never came out in regards to my sexuality or gender until I was an adult, because I am certain that she would have attempted to stick me in therapy and try and convert me back to quote normal. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think somebody's upbringing can influence views on gender. That was something that me and Zach have, have talked about um, the, the, the kind of uh, gender roles Mm -hmm. type of thing. And, um, there was, um, I think his wife put on um, a, a status on Facebook that said something along the lines of, like, stop, stop genderizing toys. And- yes. Um, <laughs> if, if you need, because basically, you, you know, kids' toys should not be gendered. You don't need genitals to figure out you know to play with the toy if you do it is not a child's toy um, <laughs> <laughs> and basically you know i know plenty of i was just a nanny for four boys you know one of them loves his hair long loves the color pink in the same breath he will tell you all about his favorite dinosaurs and mm-hmm. and and you know construction equipment And, you know, toys should be when I know when I have kids, if they, if, if my boys want Barbies, they will get to play with Barbies. If the girls want trucks, they can have trucks. So that's definitely an impact. That's one of the things that it definitely makes an impact that young in a good way. If you nurture that hey you like the thing okay it doesn't matter what gender and and i'm i don't know how useful it is for a child to you know be thinking about you know is is this a girl's toy or is this a a guy's toy they just Um, just want to play and have fun yeah exactly kids love playing they love having fun and putting society's pressures on them that early i fully believe is damaging Mm. and Uh, and it's only damaging if they are transgender no in general in general it is definitely damaging because because of yeah because of toxic masculinity so okay you know if parents are to reinforce the ideas that only boy, boys can only like trucks and dinosaurs and stuff like that and they have to be they have to be tough they can't cry they can't show emotion and the girls are given barbie dolls and dresses and nail polish it 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 puts them into boxes that they didn't necessarily choose like mm. cats for example 
Have you attempted to put a cat into a box or a carrier? They get into the box Some themselves. Some cats do love sure. boxes, yeah. <laughs> but they only when they get in themselves. Right. And the same is with any kind of label. People putting labels on you is, is a negative thing. But if you were to s- discover your own label and figure that out on your own, it's a lot more genuine. Mm. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I'm I'm trying to think back to my childhood and it, it like I don't think that it was like really even an issue for me or my parents of like, you know, I would play dolls with my sister mm-hmm. and it was never like a like a don't play with those dolls. You're you're a boy, you got to play with right. these types of toys. It, you know, and it it, it it just didn't affect me you yeah. know my sister would put makeup on me and like <laughs> she would like do my hair like as a little right. kid it, you know so I mean it was just it was just the thing and that's good I think that that should definitely be more common because in a lot of situations unfortunately boys are given examples of that toxic masculinity and we need more examples of healthy masculinity like like Bob Ross, like Mr. Rogers and Steve Irwin, you know, <laughs> and The Rock. <laughs> those are all healthy <laughs> versions. These, these, those are men who are kind, and you know, their kindness doesn't make them any less of a man, type of thing. Right. And that was one thing that me and Zach also talked about was the uh, the toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And and what what does that look like to you versus a, a healthy version? Uh, can you dive deeper, yes. a, a little deeper into that? A example of toxic masculinity would definitely be not you know being shamed or punished for showing expressing emotion in healthy ways. That the only emotion boys can show is anger. And healthier ways are being compassionate and openly compassionate and not being concerned with how others you know not being concerned that showing quote unquote feminine emotions will make an individual weak you know Mm -hmm. and there are you know and stuff like cooking (laughs) like so many dudes are like I you know my girl has to cook. She has to know how to cook. And it's like, mm, everybody should know how to cook because hunger does not, like sexism is not going to help your hunger. <laughs> so you're either going to learn how to cook or leave off of fast food. Much. So it's really important to, to start talking to kids when they're young about having you know, these good qualities and these qualities should not be inherently attached to femininity or masculinity. It should just, just be a good person. Right. And one of the things I hate so much is when, when little boys are told not to cry and to be a man and get over it. And it's like, no man up. Yeah. Man up is the worst phrase. I hate it because it's, you can express emotion and still be a man. So. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm a very good example of that. I <laughs> express a lot of emotions. Yes. <laughs> I, 
I, I, I'm not one to shy away from crying. <laughs> and it's, it's important to be in touch with, okay, what am I feeling? Okay. And because bottling things up, and I also speak from experience on that, bottling things up is extremely unhealthy and just ends in chaos. Right. And, and, and I, I don't think like, like it, it's so weird to think that showing emotion is a feminine trait. Like right. I, I just don't understand why that's, that's even a thing. Well, maybe because like it's because um, feminine yeah. people are, are looked at like, extreme emotion oh yeah that's another thing anytime that um you know when people say that you know women can't lead because they're too emotional on their periods (laughs) oh guess what oh well (laughs) when women are are on their periods the i read somewhere that they the amount of testosterone they have at that time is the level that cis men have all the time. <laughs> Is that why they're always horny when they're on? The I mean, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but so, if you know, if people are to say that oh, women are emotional when they're on the period, it's like, mm, buddy, no. Also, I think the last four years have proven that men can be very emotional in a bad way and really fuck things up. Right. <laughs> just saying yeah 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 Yeah. and 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 so like another point being like if you don't teach men how to express themselves emotionally healthily Mm -hmm. they're always go to the only emotion that they they got rewarded for showing yeah yeah which is anger and that results in people like my abusive ex (laughs) yeah so if they feel like so the whole the whole deal about fra- fragile masculinity is like if you feel hurt or pain you lash, you lash out, out yeah. in anger. instead of taking a moment <laughs> going mm, why am i feeling this mm-hmm. which is and, and really and and they don't know correct. themselves they don't know they how know to process they, that they know so, what they're supposed to be according to society and that's extremely toxic so uh, what are the ways that you think that society is kind of moving forward in this thinking of of gender identity and like are we on the right path like um, i'm hoping with biden's win that we'll have a lot more protections put in place and put back in place for trans individuals for sure and then with yes. more protections put in place, people are going to feel more comfortable coming out, especially I'm mm-hmm. sure, you know, being in the South, <laughs> it's not exactly the safest place <laughs> for people who are no, not really any sort of LGBT, <laughs> like even parts of California yeah. are bad. So now I have, um, I have, maybe this is just within my own friend group circle of people that I know that it's surprisingly accepting. I think it's more so the the strangers find out about this one dude who's gay or bisexual and they don't like that guy. But as far as like the friend groups that I, that I'm a part of, 
very, very, very masculine men that are bisexual and very, very um, masculine men that, you know, do like paint their nails, you know, or something like that. So, it, it, and it, there, maybe I have to talk to them in a little, in a, in a little bit more of an intimate way, but it just seems like everybody really likes those guys. I'm very glad that in those, in those circles that that's the case. Um, one thing that is definitely important to note is there are only 23 states that have a ban on discrimination in like the workplace regarding gender and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Only less than half. <laughs> wow. So that's something that definitely needs to be put into law that <laughs> you can't. But the one issue is people who are transphobic and sexist and homophobic will find other reasons. So it needs to be not just a change in legalities, but also a change in how society views us. Yeah. And um, I think probably, well, it's one of the things that's, that's in the news. It's like a kind of a hot topic right now is, um, is Elliot yes. Page and how he has came out as transgender. If you don't know who Elliot Page is, yeah. he's known um, for his roles in Juno and Whippet and yeah. um, Inception. Yeah. X-Men. Yeah. The newer X-Men yeah, movies. X-Men, Inception. Yeah. And also Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so he's been in a lot of. For, uh, and by the way, big, that's big how movie, to so. refer to his previous roles. That. Yeah. You, you, you don't exactly just, <laughs> or misgender. Good. And then that's not another note thing. is that mm-hmm. he also uses they them pronouns. So just like me, there are situations in which I use she her or they them, and so he's the same way, but just he him and they them. Yeah, and he's always rocked those absolutely. suits. Absolutely. Like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so uh, with 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 that being the the hot button mm-hmm. thing now, have you seen like any kind of backlash or um, has it just been more of like a support? Thankfully, my social circles have been great. <laughs> and I'm very happy with how mm-hmm. quickly Netflix changed uh, his name on their cast information, um, IMDb, Wiki- Wikipedia changed within seconds. Like somebody was on that right away to change name and pronouns. Nice. The place where it's where I avoid <laughs> and where I know it's an issue because other friends have said so is, you know, the comments on news articles. You just don't go to the comments unless you want to mm-hmm. be angry. <laughs> so. Right. And with with her post, she made a um, she she get, she was like, yeah, this is great, and you know, I don't want to ruin this moment, His but post. you know, here's all these facts. Oh, no, I'm, you're oh good. my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> On his post, do um, we want to just he start say, that section over? <laughs> no, no, I, no. What all I right. want to leave it in learning. because I won't be yeah. oh that I'm not perfect, and I'm I, I'm not doing no. it out of out of spite it's just a slip of the tongue and some it happens and when it does you just correct yourself move on we're good yeah 
Um, so on his post, he was saying a lot of like statistics mm-hmm. about uh, people in the, in the trans community yes. and like the high suicide rate. And there's also uh, just, how I, many I actually just wrote about this in my paper for sociology of gender. Um, the amount of specifically black and um, Latino trans Lat- women. Latino. who are murdered and the argument is always and the way it's reported is always that they lied they misled the and and in a high percentage of these murders it's done by cisgender men who feel they were tricked and they were lied to when they discovered that this individual hasn't had any gender affirming surgeries the i believe that what i read was this is the percentage goes down with post-operative trans women because the cisgender Mm -hmm. men find what is quote supposed to be there so it's it's infuriating how many of these articles talk about the victims and put the blame on the victims that they misled they were dishonest they did not Mm. disclose their quote true identity which really invalidates their gender identity and really, like honestly, that that argument has no it carries no weight because it does because even get, if they get did away lie, with it, it shouldn't. Well, rather. no. This, my point being, my point being, like even if they did lie, that's still no reason to fucking murder Agreed. somebody. Totally agree. Like how 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 disconnected from are you that like that makes you want to murder someone? It's crimes of passion. They are so angry and so, again, going back to the toxic masculinity of only being able to express this frustration via anger, they end up killing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What's, what are some of the things that people can do to become more aware of this issue as it's becoming um, a bigger and bigger I think uh, one topic. good thing to do is there's especially for people with kids is there's a book called red a crayon story and it's about this blue crayon that gets mistakenly labeled as a red crayon and suffers identity crisis and it's a really good book for kids to understand what it means to be a different actually you know be a different gender than what they were assigned and be more accepting of others and so I think it's important to teach kids, teach them young to be accepting of others. And hopefully that will shape the next generations in a good way. And fighting those toxic views of gender and what it should be. Quotes. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll say this too. Um, mm-hmm. And then we can, we could head out is um don't be an yeah, asshole basically. whenever somebody when whenever this subject is brought up around you or your family members or friend group or anything like that and someone somebody mm-hmm. misgenders elliot or anybody else that that you know is trans like yeah speak up say something because people need to know and... that that's not okay <laughs> and if they do apologize right. and change like i did and don't 
don't beat them right. over the head with it, which I don't think that most people Exactly. Do. All of those stupid jokes about, uh, did you just assume my gender? Did you, you know, real, actual trans people don't do that. <laughs> we just go, hey, my pronouns right. are actually this. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's especially mm-hmm. with the suicide rate, like that's what drives people to to make yeah. those decisions and and you honestly like if you are are taking like not a uh if you're not taking it seriously mm-hmm. and you're just joking about it like the person that you're joking that's next to exactly. you maybe just just like how so, you know a lot of people will argue with their racist friends on facebook and homophobic and you know certain right-wing supporters um (laughs) it is never for a lot my Mm -hmm. friends and i it's never about changing the mind of the person we're arguing with it's about showing other people who may be reading that who may be personally affected by it that we've got their back that we're a safe person that not everybody Mm -hmm. is this horrible right all right. Well, that yeah, I, I'm super glad that we're getting back into this, and uh, I, I really missed it. And I think this this was a great conversation. And you know, I'm a man of many mistakes, so please don't. You're good. <laughs> don't you hate me. It's, he he's been out like but, uh, what a week. <laughs> there's there's a learning right. curve, and I think I saw that article. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this was great. Um. Whew. We'll uh we'll catch Hi. you guys next time.